With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The wait is called off. Subsequent to his resignation last week and upon conclusion of the recent meeting of Parliament, Mr. Bush confirmed by a letter to the clerk his agreement to bring forward the effective date of his departure from his position as Speaker of Parliament to today, October 12, 2022. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton there. The Honorable Makiva Bush had initially stated his intention to remain in the post through the end of November. The Honorable Catherine Ebanks Wilkes will now assume the role of acting speaker until the new speaker is selected by members of parliament at the first order of business at their next meeting. The speaker has confirmed the new resignation date, sending a written statement to Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller this morning, shortly after the premier's announcement. It's a short statement explaining his U-turn with regards to the timing of his resignation going into effect. It reads, too many lies being told and far too many speculation is being made. I have my constituents, in particular two grandchildren in college and my wife and son, and I'm most concerned with their health. God be the judge on all of this. My sincerest apologies are extended to the wider country for all the created confusion, end quote. The switch to an immediate resignation came less than 48 hours after he made his final remarks in Parliament as Speaker, which he described then as bittersweet. Bitter in the sense of the circumstances on which I opted to resign, considering the interferences and undue influences being brought to bear publicly on the matter of the accusations against me. But also a moment to celebrate, as he can now, quote, fully participate in debates in Parliament and contribute to policy decisions which affect his constituency and the wider Cayman Islands. I'm not seeking any office, any office as a parliamentary secretary, nor do I ever, ever want to be back in cabinet under the situation that reigns in this country. R-A-I-N-S, D-O-W down on us. So I just want to make that clear. In Monday night's remarks, the West Bay MP thanked parliamentary staff, civil servants and his fellow lawmakers. Mr. Bush tendered his resignation in response to a police investigation into allegations he assaulted two women at a government function in September. In December 2020, Mr. Bush was handed a suspended sentence for three assault charges levied against him after he attacked a female bar manager in February that year. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The opposition has welcomed the news. I was heartened this morning to learn that Mr. Bush has finally done the right thing and vacated the speaker's chair. Opposition leader the Honorable Roy McTaggart tells Radio Cayman he has, quote, no doubt that the combined pressure brought by the opposition's motion of a lack of confidence in the speaker, along with their boycott and insistence that he step down immediately, quote, played a key role in the decision. This is certainly in the best interests of the country and the parliament. The opposition wishes Mr. Bush and his family well, and we look forward to working with the new speaker when parliament next meets and his successor is elected. The Office of the Auditor General issues a third follow-up report on past Public Accounts Committee recommendations. It provides an update on the government's progress with implementing the recommendations made by the Public Accounts Committee of the Parliament on two reports, workforce planning and management in the Cayman Islands government and efficiency of summary courts. Of the 29 recommendations made by the Office of the Auditor General and the Public Accounts Committee as of September 2022, the Auditor General says more than 75 percent had not been implemented. A response from the government focused on the positives, noting that 69% of the recommendations in the workforce planning report have been partially implemented or there are actions planned. And regarding the summary court's report, some 23% have been fully implemented and 38% are in the process of implementation. It's a full-scale overhaul for how Cayman manages its social assistance programs. 
arise to present the bill to present a bill for an act to repeal the Poor Persons Relief Act 1997 revision to provide for the continuance of the needs assessment unit as the Department of Financial Assistance to introduce a new procedure in respect of applications for and the issuance of financial assistance and to provide for a financial assistance appeals tribunal and for incidental and connected purposes. Minister responsible the Honorable Andre Ebanks describes the financial assistance bill as a landmark piece of modern legislation that couldn't come at a better time. Globally, Mr. Speaker, there is an economic downturn which is affecting people of all socioeconomic statuses. However, it is disproportionately affecting vulnerable groups who are accessing financial assistance services. The COVID-19 pandemic has had drastic implications for the Cayman Islands workforce. Additionally, the world has experienced a financial decline in 2022 with the ongoing war between Russia and the Ukraine, the decline of financial markets, which began earlier this year, and the rise of inflation. The Cayman Islands social safety net was insubstantial prior to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The act will clearly outline and define for the first time in legislation who is eligible for government financial assistance, allow the introduction of conditions that can be attached to financial assistance, and create transparency and accountability for decisions, including dealing with grievances and a new appeals tribunal, as well as the protection of personal information. In this economic climate, Mr. Speaker, it is not time to bite around the edges and lightly amend a principal act that's hopelessly out of date. No, Mr. Speaker, it's time to make a statement in this country that an act shortly entitled the Poor Persons Relief Act is unacceptable in this day and age. And an overhaul is required, not only to assist the vulnerable, but bring about greater accountability to our social safety net. The bill was given a third reading and passed on Monday. In other local news, packages of cocaine are discovered along the shore in the Brac this weekend. Police didn't say who discovered the drugs, but say just after 7.30 p.m. Saturday evening, there was an extensive search of the shore, as well as an aerial search over Cayman Brac and Little Cayman. No additional drugs were found. Police say the packages will be destroyed. Are prisoners able and expected to engage in activity that is likely to benefit them? The Cayman Islands Independent Monitoring Board investigates and reveals their results. Here's Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins with more. According to the board, despite COVID-19 disruptions, the education team was still able to deliver many hours of purposeful activity. The education unit reports an offering of over 20 online and face-to-face -face educational programs during the academic year for Her Majesty Prison Northward and Her Majesty's Prison Fairbanks, which runs from September 2020 to June 2021. There were 30 prisoners enrolled this year in the Tools for Success Certificate program with a 100% pass rate. The core curriculum course had an enrollment of 13. The board observed that the computer room at HMP Northward has been upgraded. However, they are still in need of additional computers for the library and the VT lab to facilitate online learning and literacy classes. It remains a concern of the board that prisoners at HMP Fairbanks still do not have the same variety of purposeful activities to choose from as prisoners at HMP Northward. Classes are fewer and there are still complaints by 
notify prisoners of inconsistencies and frequent cancellations of scheduled classes at short notice. HMP Northward prisoners have access to certified courses through the National Center for Construction, Education and Research and Inspire Cayman, which gives a qualification on completion. This opportunity, however, is still not available to the prisoners at HMP Fairbanks. The board noted that on August 5, 2021, a cosmetology course offering certification by an outside company began at HMP Fairbanks with four prisoners enrolled in the course. And the board notes that both Northward and Fairbanks each have a functioning gym that prisoners can use. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The full 2021 Prisons and Places of Detention annual report can be found on odg.gov.ky. That is your local news. I'm April Cummings. With a look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. The Cayman Islands national women's netball team is heading off to Jamaica this weekend for the America's World Cup qualifier. Eight countries will compete at this year's tournament. The Cayman Islands will be joined by hosts Jamaica, Antigua and Barbuda, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Grenada, the United States of America and Trinidad and Tobago. Two teams will be seeking to join Jamaica at the World Cup in South Africa from July 28th through August 6th of 2021. Cayman Islands National Goal Defense, Nikisha Lynch. We're in a competition, so we're going to have challenges. But I honestly don't think that none of the team is extremely better than any. So we're all going out there to do our best and put... Once we stick to our game plan or our... Um, well, things that we have been working on, then we should be okay. And... We will support each other as usual and as a young player we know that she's going to be nervous as some of us who are veterans are Uh, (laughs) it's only natural Mm -hmm. right but just put it on the court if you're not nervous (laughs) you're not expecting a competition speaking on radio Man sports extra lynch has said that training with the men has been good preparation leading up to the tournament it helps us to be mentally tough and physically tough playing against the men's there are things that we're taught that we have to work out or depart from on the court based on how they're playing yes we stick to some strategies when we go out there but sometimes you have to problem solve on the court and try to change some of the things that you would normally do to me as a defender because that's what i do okay um i have guys that are actually touching the rim mm-hmm. so we have to basically work on preventing them from getting the ball yeah. because once they get the ball then we can't prevent them from scoring right and to me that it kind of helped the team in understanding the importance of defending all court okay. not just waiting on circle defense The Cayman Islands will send a mixture of younger and more experienced players to the week-long tournament. It's 17-year-old Kalindra Rodrigue's first time on the national senior women's squad. Well, this has been a team that I have looked up to for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a part of the Netball Association, but I was on a junior team or a team that was always below this one. So Mm -hmm. it was always a team that, you know, we always saw the high standards and they were very encouraging and supporting. And being on this team now, I would say that a lot of times, like, we will get so caught up in little mistakes that we will make, but 
the team and the coaches have really done a great job in you know reinforcing us helping us to know that it's not the mistakes that we make but what we do about them after right. and so i would say that i really i really enjoy being a part of this team and i really appreciate the team members the qualifier will take place between october 15th and the 22nd at the national indoor sports center in kingston and relays are exciting, fast and fun. And the return of the open water relay to Cayman's open water calendar over the weekend marks the first year it will be sponsored by Fraser Properties. Taking place at Governor's Beach, the relay saw Siasa debut its new finish line. Jim Fraser, father of Cayman Islands Olympic swimmers Sean and Brett Fraser, and sponsor of the inaugural swim, says it was a fun, family enjoyable event. Cayman has always been very good to my son and you know, just a small way of giving back. I mean, they've benefited immensely from uh, representing Cayman, and you know, I just felt it was a good thing to give back to the community. What were your views on the actual event itself? Well, I thought the the turnout was uh, much much better than I expected. There were 24 teams, so that made there were 96 participants. Awesome. Which, for the first time, was uh, actually much better than what we imagined. So the uh, open water, the uh, Siasa open water team led by Martin did an amazing job organizing the event and uh, yeah, very, very happy with uh, how, how it turned out. And I heard you competed as well. How did that go for well, you? Well, I, 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 I swam, yes. I, I put in a team, my friend uh, who has two young daughters and her husband, we swam and uh, yeah, we, we finished. And we, that's all that matters, you finished. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> Alrighty. What are your views on Cayman's Waters being the most perfect location to host such an event? Uh, truth be told, that everyone said, well, how did you boys get into swimming? When at, at a very, very young age, actually six weeks to be exact, they were both, or all of them were christened into the uh, Seven Mile Beach waters. So, you know, I just felt it was important living on an island that they get waterproof as quickly as possible, not thinking where it would, you know, end up. Early on, you know, when they were babies, you know, they lived around water, they lived around uh, pools, and I just felt it was important that they become waterproof. You know, that everything else happened, but, you know, that was the initial, you know, because I just felt that learning to swim is a life skill. Yes, I, I learned how to swim as well. Not very fast, but I can at least swim to save myself, and that's really, you know, I think what is the most important thing in the big picture. Is there anything I'm forgetting, anything that you'd like to make a mention of to the public that I didn't ask? Uh, no, you know what, it's just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just thanks to the Siasa uh, Open Water team for putting on, you know, event after event. Uh, this was kind of the, the kickoff to the season. Uh, I believe there's a sea swim coming up this Saturday. Uh, it's an 800-meter swim, Foster's. And now we just kind of get into the regular uh, sea swim season. And, you know, it's good fun, and it's great. You know, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether you finish first or you finish last. It's all about participation, and it's just a good, fun event. First team to finish overall was also the first all-male team, Obese Cats, made up on Will Sellers, James Allison, Dominic Hilton, and Joran Lyle, while second overall finishing team, Team 157, was a mixed-gender team made up of Rhea Embury-Brown, Tate Marr, Thomas Ferguson, and Connor McDonald. Open water swimmers turn their attention now to this Saturday, October 15th, when the 38th annual Foster's 800-meter sea swim takes place. The race will start at 4 p.m.
p.m. Check-in and body marking is at Governor's Beach from 3 p.m. to 3.45 p.m. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's local sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin.